You're listening to the second season of The Baker's Notebook, a podcast about home baking. I'm Stacy, a mom of two, and I enjoy baking with my kids when I'm not teaching biochemistry lab. And I'm Mia, a romance author and home baker. We're two longtime friends who met and bonded over the perfect apple pie. Bake along with us as we find new recipes to try. Listen as we compare notes about our successes and inevitable failures in the kitchen. Learn along with us as we become better home bakers, one delicious recipe at a time. This week, we're baking Chocolate Paris Breast Cake by Jacques Pepin. Bake along with us! Stacy, why did you choose this recipe this week? Well, as we both are big fans of the greatish of the Great British Bake Off, and I've seen this done there. I've seen versions of the Paris breast cake um, done there, and you know they always tell the story. You know, it's about that bike race, and so it's supposed to re- represent a bicycle wheel and all that. And I've just I've never done it. And it was one of those things where they say, oh, it's it's shoe pastry, right? And we did cream puffs um, mm-hmm. before. And so I thought, we got to try this, right? Because if, if we can do cream puffs, can we make it a ring? And it just looks so appetizing. Um, and I'm a big cream puff fan. So this just sounded like a fun way to serve uh, this this dessert instead of making individual cream puffs to make this sort of big thing that that looks like a, you know, kind of like a cake. Um so that's why I went with it, and I'm a big fan, and I'm sorry if I'm butchering his name, but I'm a big fan of Jacques Pepin, and um, this was available online through the KQED website, and I I do have um, some of his books on the Kindle, and everything that I've done from him has just been phenomenal. His, I feel like his instructions are just so clearly written, and I mean, he's he's the go-to right for for any french uh dish that you want to make i feel like mm-hmm. and uh so i was very excited to see this and to give it a try so um yeah did did you ever watch his show on on pbs when he was on not while he was on but i've seen a few i've seen a couple and um the book the kindle edition came with some additional video stuff so i've seen that and he's so fun to watch he is, isn't he? He's, yeah. I know he was a teacher for a long time. So that probably is why his, like his recipes are so yeah. clear. And, they are. Um, step by step. They think about the home chef. They think about, you know, what our skill level might be. And that's so considerate. I mean, right. you and I read a lot of recipes. Right. You know, we love cookbooks. We love recipes. And so, you know, when you get a good recipe that that person has, either worked with new cooks or is a teacher or has that kind of like Mm -hmm. very clear like can communicate really well well so one of the things at the end of this recipe that i thought was just so brilliant is you know when you're making this circle right so there's several hints that he tells you along the way one you're basically gonna make three rings of dough and one don't make all your rings start and end at the same place because if they pop open you're going to have this big you're going to have like a c instead of a wheel instead of a zero right right and that was like so brilliant to make sure to tell people right Mm -hmm. Mm because a lot of people would just do the same thing right and do and all three places be the same and if they crack open you now no longer have a wheel um so that was i thought like like you said he obviously has this like teaching because it's like i'm gonna troubleshoot it before you even get there <laughs> right <laughs> and yeah. tell here's you. what's gonna happen right 
Yeah, and, you're going to want to make it look real pretty by starting and ending in the same place. Don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> and and then another helpful hint that I just thought was so cool was you you cut the top off so that then you have like, you know, a, a place to fill and then you put the top back on. And he says, cut the top off. And then before putting it back on, he tells you to go ahead and cut it into like eighths or, or however many pieces you want for serving. Mm-hmm. And then, but, to, but just the top layer, right? just the top layer, not the bottom layer. And then to re put it, to put it back on forming the wheel. And I was kind of like, what? <laughs> and it says, <laughs> it says, this will make it way easier for you to serve later. And so I was like, okay, this sounds hokey, but whatever he said to do it. So I'm going to do it. What wonderful advice because <laughs> I did it that way i put it back on you really can't tell unless you look super closely that mm-hmm. their that their cuts are in it it really does line up well and then i'm telling you he's absolutely right to cut it it would have been so difficult to get a nice cut yeah because all the cream would have just squished would have squished which, up yeah exactly so uh, but who who i mean i would have never thought to like we'll figure that out it. right yeah exactly yeah <laughs> I mean, I mean, he's one of those like he's one of those chefs who's like very technically proficient. Like he was, right? You know, he was apprenticed in France since since he was a teenager and worked for years and years and years and knows all the techniques. But he's also a teacher, so it's like it's one of those rare people who has this background, but also is good at communicating how to achieve these kind of difficult things with very simple shortcuts like that. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just was like, I would have one, never thought of it. And, uh, and <laughs> it just made it so much easier. Cause have you, I mean, you've cut things, right. You've cut things that are like crispy and you're like, Oh, it was so pretty. And now I cut it. And now everyone's <laughs> slice looks it just horrible. looks like it got run over by a car. Right. And now, yeah. now this one you sliced and everyone's slice is pretty. Mm-hmm. And it's like, the, oh, because that's what you want. You don't want just the final cake and then you slice it and everyone's slices on their plate look like, like you said, a car run over it. This, it's like the slice on your plate actually is very pretty to look at. It is. Um, so I don't know. I just just couldn't believe those little, <laughs> those little things. I was just like, oh, what? he's looking out for us. He is. <laughs> I highly recommend, like, I've read his uh, autobiography. And he has this like super interesting background and has multiple degrees from Columbia University in literature. Yeah. And so he's written a bunch of books in addition to the cookbooks and his, like his autobiography is so beautifully written. I highly recommend it. It's called The Apprentice. Yeah, it's called The Apprentice. It's so good. Okay. I have to look that up. For this cake, I thought that um, I've had the peri breast cake before, but it was, uh, I guess the more traditional filling was praline. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. And, but he changes that and yeah. he, he, um, he adds a chocolate, a chocolate cream layer, to yeah. the filling. And so I wanted to ask you about the consistency of this because I made it, but I think I might've overcooked it because mine was a little bit bouncy. Is it bouncy? Is it supposed to have a little bit of bounce to it? I felt I don't like think it's supposed to. I felt like mine was like pudding. Yeah. I thought it should be pudding. Why, why was mine bouncy? Weird. Uh, I don't maybe, know. 
Maybe I cooked the eggs a little bit well, too much. I kind of screwed up on mine a little bit, I think, because I do think that I cooked my eggs a little, like, because um, I definitely, because, you know, when you're making puddings or custards, things like that, and you have your egg yolks and you have your hot milk mixture, right? And then you're, mm-hmm. you, you know, add the egg yolks to that. You don't want your egg yolks to actually cook, right? I mean, you know, right. you don't. Right, right, right. Uh, I got a few little like cooking, like <laughs> I could tell there were little bits of cooked egg yolk. So mm-hmm. I put mine through a strainer, right? Afterwards, right. Um, uh, so that that would not be in there. <laughs> and I don't know if that uh, made a difference because I don't think he tells us to do that right does he tell you to do that for the for the cream uh, no not for this particular yeah. recipe no it's it. like yolks and sugar in the bowl mix them add the flour add the milk no boil for about 10 seconds and remove from the heat add the chocolate and so stir. before i added the the chocolate what i think i did was i ran it uh through mm. through a sieve um so that I could get out any cooked egg particles. No, that's a good idea. <laughs> and so I don't know if that changed my consistency a little bit. <laughs> um, I yours. think it it would have, and it would have given it a moment to cool down too. Yes, yes. Because I feel like it, you would have spent a little bit less time on the heat. And yeah. I followed the recipe, but I think I overcooked it. Yeah. It was still, it was still like a smooth consistency. It just had a little bit of like bounce to it yeah i don't know how to describe it a little rubbery that's not okay it wasn't like horrible but right but it wasn't it wasn't pudding no and i would have if i were to do this again i would go a little bit more gentle on the heat for the chocolate cream yeah that sounds that sounds like good advice in general and obviously i think i went a little bit too strong on the heat too because you don't want to cook your egg yolks um but if if that happens to anyone out there strain them and then, mm-hmm. and then I think you're okay because yeah, it'll slow it down. Yeah, definitely. And it was it was okay. Um, okay. And I, a couple other changes I did was he does his in a food processor. He makes his uh, pastry dough in a food processor. Uh, yeah, wasn't that interesting? Yeah, I didn't do that though. Did you? Oh, yeah. Did you do that? I did. Yeah, it was fine. Yeah. Um. I I used my mixer. Because my food processor, I, I I couldn't get to it, so I had my mixer out, and mm-hmm. and I didn't feel like going into my um, c- cupboard to find my food processor, mm-hmm. uh, and so I used my mixer instead. And the only difference would be that I added the eggs, uh, essentially one at a time, whereas, mm-hmm. uh, and the other thing was, so you're supposed to beat your your eggs together set aside a tablespoon of the beaten egg for use as a glaze. Mm-hmm. And then it says pour the remaining eggs into the processor bowl and process. So I had done all that except pouring it all at once. Instead, I poured like a little bit at a time until it mm-hmm. makes sort of, you know, the way that we traditionally make um, shoe pastry. Mm-hmm. Um, so I made that change. Uh, and then instead of, instead of uh, just piping it with a, round tip a, a plain tip i used a attico 867 tip which has some lines in it um it's like a really like a very shallow star tip yes yes that's what it is uh because 
couple reasons. One, I didn't have a three quarter inch plain tip. <laughs> I didn't have that either. Oh my gosh. So, but I had a, this tip is three quarter inches. And later on, after you brush the dough with your reserved tablespoon of egg, you're supposed to use a fork to mark the surface and size of the dough, mm -hmm. uh, running the tines to create a cross hatch effect, is what he writes. I'm guessing that's to create what looks like tire treads. That's, I think so. Yeah, yeah. So I kind of felt like this open star tip would create like a tire tread look. Mm -hmm. So I was like, well, it's three quarters of an inch. Nothing else I have is three quarters of an inch. I'm going to go with that and skip the fork. Um, but in my skipping of the fork, I also forgot to brush the dough with the reserved tablespoon of egg. Oh, <laughs> so okay. I had the egg sitting on the counter. <laughs> reserved. In a bowl. Reserved. Forever. And... <laughs> After putting this into the oven, I was like, why is there, I was cleaning up the counter. I was like, what's, oh, <laughs> here's that bowl of that tablespoon of egg. But it's... I feel like your star tip would have made a really nice design anyway, right? It made, Even without the glaze. It made a nice design. I don't think I needed the glaze. Mm -hmm. um, it browned very well, uh, even without the glaze. And it ended up being fine. Yeah. Yeah, you're good. <laughs> See, my problem was the same. I didn't have that size tip. So I thought, well, I'll use what I have, which is a much smaller, I think it's like a one, like an, like, oh, a like the inch. one M, you know, like the one really oh. basic one yeah. from, from Wilton. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, this will work. But no, no, it did not work. I decided I'm just going to go with it. And I made like eight, <laughs> like eight rings. It's <laughs> ridiculous. I just kept going around and around and around and around. Uh -huh. But the problem with that is I think it weakened the dough. Oh yeah, by working it so much. And yeah. So making, what happened? There's like big gaps in between the rings. Like, oh. definitely follow the directions here. And if you just have the bag, just I would just cut it. Yeah, and make that size. You make know, make a half, a three quarter inch opening. Opening. Yeah. Right. So, but like, I was like, is this dough gonna be hard to pipe if I don't have a tip? So I was like trying to make this decision. Next time I would have cut it or just gotten the tip. So yeah. You know, I, I made little skinny rings and my tire went flat, which happens on a bike race sometimes. <laughs> it went. So it puffed up and then it just sank or what? It puffed up and I believe it puffed up and sank, but okay, it still had some rise. It was just like a sad little rise. Well, but then because this is cut, cut and then filled, the, I guess mm -hmm. the rise doesn't even isn't as noticeable anyways, right? No, as long as it's not sitting next to one that had a reservation, it should be fine. <laughs> Just don't give people a point of reference and they'll be like, oh, this is great. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's filled anyway. So I was right. like, well, I'm not going to toss this. This is fine. And it yeah. tastes fine. It's just a little bit doughy on the inside. And I pulled out the, like, extra doughy pieces and nobody knew. Okay. Good. Well, there you yeah. go. Sorry. Sorry, Mr. Pepin. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> chef. <laughs> I'll follow your directions next time. Yeah, so I went with a star, but big enough size. And yes. I think I think that that's okay. That's the important thing. I, I think, think the size of it is, for yeah, sure. Yeah, because I got exactly the three rings. So you're supposed to do two rings um, in a circle, like uh, one inside of the other. And then you're supposed to do a third ring on top of those two rings. It's like in, in between where those two rings are. Mm -hmm. And I had, I actually, he said about an eight inch circumference circle. I actually used a compass and drew an eight inch circle on my parchment and then flipped over my parchment and piped on the other side. So I was doing 
exactly eight inch circle. Exactly. And let me tell you, I had just enough dough to make these that. three rings. I mean, it was spot. I mean, I was pushing that last final one through <laughs> with my thumb going into the tip of the uh, uh, bag. But that's the thing, though. Isn't it great how, like, precise his recipes yeah. are? You don't have all this leftover stuff where you're like, well, why did I buy all those ingredients if I'm not going to use it for the, the recipe? Yeah. You know, like, it feels so wasteful. Yeah. But he's like, this is exactly what you need. It was perfect. And <laughs> to so, the drop. Exactly. Yeah. And this was so well received by my family. We really, really enjoyed it. My husband is not really a big cream puff sort of thing. Like that, that's not something that he naturally gravitates towards. Uh, but this, he was like, I don't know what this is, but it's delicious. <laughs> it was his comment. And he, uh, want, he was so tempted to take a second piece. I cut my, I did mine in eighths. And so they're very sizable. Uh, it's a very sizable piece. And it has a good amount of whipped cream in it. And he was so tempted to take a second piece. He said, no, no, that was really good. Which I'm glad he did not take a second piece because then he probably would have had a stomach ache and said, and would have said, why'd you let me take a second piece? <laughs> so... It is. It's like, it's a lofty slice. It's very like, it's piled with cream, piled oh. with. Uh, and did you use a little rum in your whipped cream? You know what? I I didn't use the rum in the whipped cream only because it was going to go with a lot of kids. And I was just mm -hmm. like, I don't know how they feel about the rum flavor. So <laughs> instead, I just used uh, vanilla and a pinch of cinnamon. Oh, ooh, and cinnamon. It, yeah, because, you know, like one of the things we love is Mexican chocolate. And so since this already had that chocolate in it i thought just a little bit of spice just a little bit of cinnamon might be might be nice in the whipped cream um it was really good i, it was I so really good. enjoyed it i used the rum and yes i let my child eat some because <laughs> it's a tablespoon it's, it's fine it's a tablespoon in the whole for, thing for so, eight pieces right? yeah so it's nothing. i know it's like it, but it would be like giving my child like a teaspoon of rum let's not think about that it was almost bedtime we're good no, it's less than a teaspoon. <laughs> it's way less than a teaspoon. Um, no, I just did she did she enjoy the flavor? I wasn't sure if the the flavor would be something that the kids would enjoy. It's just a scent. It's hardly um, even. It's not the flavor. It's the smell that makes it a little bit more complex. I guess. Okay. Yeah, she had just a tiny portion. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna sound like a terrible parent. <laughs> I gave her a tiny scoop of whipped cream, and I gave her a lot of the chocolate and the and the pastry. But the the rum actually makes it smell amazing, and so it smells like ooh a bakery dessert. It's not it's not an ingredient that I use often, and so when I do, it really makes a big difference. So yeah, yeah. if if you have an adult, if you're having an adult dessert party, <laughs> it should be fine. <laughs> and even with kids, I, I I guess they won't even know it's there, so it's fine. It's not. It's not a big deal because it's not <laughs> a, a tablespoon among eight people. Exactly. Worry I know about alcohol content. You're gonna you're gonna be able to ride <laughs> to ride your bicycle home with this. It's fine. <laughs> we won't have to call child protective services. It's all good. Um, Thank you. <laughs> and did you do what he said to to cut the the ring the top ring so that you can make nice pretty slices? 
Totally. It yeah. was such a beautiful slice, such a beautiful cake, you know. And um, the last time I made shoe pastry was for our cream puff um, mm-hmm. episode. Mm-hmm. And because I had done that before, none of this was unfamiliar, you know. Right. Like it's a pretty straightforward restaurant uh, recipe if you've made um, shoe before. It's mm-hmm. not... It's not particularly fancy if you've already done it. Right. And so like it came together like really quickly at the end. What a, what a beautiful dessert. Highly recommend making it. Mia, you want to tell us about what we're going to be baking next week? Yes, we're going to be making pizza from King Yay. Arthur Baking. So exciting. So thanks for baking along with us this week. For links to the recipes and other notes, please check out our website, www.thebakersnotebook.com, or follow us on Twitter or Instagram at Baker's Notebook. You can leave us a voice message on our website if you'd like to be featured on the show. If you bake any of these recipes, please make sure to tag us on social media. We'd love to see what you create. Until next time, happy baking! <laughs>